0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen!
1: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. This is IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we have our big year-end review episode and I think we've been preparing for this pretty much all year long. Now going into 2017 Nintendo was admittedly pretty much at an all-time or maybe not an all-time but a pretty big low. Mm. However going into 2018 I would have to say that this could be one of the best years to be a Nintendo fan ever. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about all day today. And to jo- or joined with me here uh, to talk about this matter is the rest of the panel on my right. How's it going today, Pear? <laughs> I'm part of the rest of the panel. Yes, the I rest would, of the I panel. would yeah. consider you maybe the best of the rest, I'm Pear. the best. Oh, that's so sweet of yeah. you, Zach Attack. Better than all the rest.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. You're also very Observable. good. It can't everyone can't be the best? I also,
3: oh.
1: li- I like Brian Altano. <laughs> How
2: you doing, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. How are yeah. you guys? Good. Yeah, Pretty you're good. right. This is this has been a really good. You came in at a good time. This yes. Is, yeah. Yes. Like
1: <laughs> okay. honestly, could not be luckier than to be the Nintendo editor at IGN during a year that Nintendo is absolutely just like flourishing. Yeah. and Just bringing out hit after hit. So it's very very exciting. Yeah, it's been awesome. And
3: yeah. it's like if you if you go back to the last time they did really well, that was the launch year of the Wii and the year that followed, and like I would say that it probably wasn't the best time to be a Nintendo fan because you didn't get the games you loved you didn't get the games you wanted in HD Right. you got the the same kind of graphical fidelity almost right with the Wii and then a lot of new games which were fun I loved Wii sports and all those those experiments but like, I wanted those like core games that I fell in love with and they came much much later in the Wii life cycle yeah you know? there
2: was, it was interesting at, during the Wii era because there were things at the top of the NPD every month but it wasn't really stuff that we all wanted to play we, right, play. we play we right? yeah, play yeah and third parties were experimenting with cool smaller games we got stuff like zach and wiki and all, yeah. this, all these other weird things like that which we got red steel and red steel yeah. um i mean i was mostly focusing on like the good ones but yeah, yeah that's that's definitely one of the games that was released during those but hey yeah. what
1: about me over here
2: it's what's red up steel. zach
1: <laughs> how you doing today
4: i'm doing all right yeah. cool. good Cool. Glad to have you on the show today. Yeah, glad to be here. Yes. Oh, we didn't introduce you yet. No. I thought we totally did. No, it's all right. We uh, always we, get. We, 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 I kind of, I kind of jumped the gun because I was giving singing y'all's praises, and then yeah, it's fine. So tell us a little bit about yourself. No, no, no here I, just, I am. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> on the <laughs> Nintendo it's chair. It's pretty easy
1: for me to get down to Brian's chair, mm-hmm. and then right after that, somewhere along the way, it just like spins out of control. Hey man, it, it's, it, real, a, it's a real, it's a real, sorry, kind
4: of show. We're we'll just
1: bored with Zach. I mean, no, with introducing Zach. It's just by the time we we'll get there. It's been like 15 minutes. Sure, and sure. It's yeah. late, so yeah. it's already over. It's but no, right. no, yeah. it's definitely
4: good to have you here, Zach. It's
2: like when you're talking yeah. to someone for like a half an hour and you never actually introduce each other and you just kind of just walk away being like, well, I'll never know that person's name. <laughs> does Aww. this happen
4: to you a lot? You and I were at PSX this weekend. Yeah. And we met a bunch of people and like fans and stuff. And does this ever happen to you where people come up and I introduce myself like, oh, hey, I'm Zach. Oh, it's so nice of me because they'll, they'll come up and they're like, hey, are you Zach from IGN? Like, yeah. yeah, that's me. Hi. And then And then they don't ever tell me their names. Oh, you got to say, what's your name? I know, but it's like, isn't that a weird thing? Like that, that people just but don't- Think like,
3: about it. If you- if, Inherently introduce each other? But if you walked up to a celebrity and you're like, you're seeing your favorite actor, um, Ed Norton, and you walk up to him and you're like, oh my God, it's Ed Norton. Do you go, I am Zach Ryan. Yeah. No, right? Because you feel like at that moment, like
4: you're being selfish. I guess. Uh, maybe that's true. Yeah. I hadn't considered it that way. Mm-hmm. But when I see Ed Norton, I'll be sure to introduce you're, myself.
3: You're like the Ed Norton of video games, I feel like. Yeah.
4: Uh, okay. I'll yeah. take that. That. I, I mean. That's. I've been called much worse. Yeah. So this truly has been a great year for Nintendo. Yeah. No, that's it for yeah. the show this week. Right. Thank you Please. so much yeah. for joining right. us this
2: week, Philip.
1: What do you got for us? <laughs> yes. Well. Okay. We are going to start at the very, very beginning of, I guess, the Switch's life cycle. So let's bring it all the way back to January. Twelfth. This was the day that Nintendo had their gigantic Switch presentation. Do you reveal. guys remember this? Do you remember the big reveal?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So we. Uh, that was a. That was a really interesting time because like I. I had been on NVC uh, a dozen times leading up to to uh, that particular reveal. And then that night, uh, or that week, uh, and Jose asked me to uh, produce the NVC live stream that we did for the reveal. Um, and that was like a really cool deal because, uh, we got to do like a kind of a pre and post show about like what we expected what we wanted to see. And then there's a really cool thing that happens anytime there's these like press events, like for like the game awards or or at E3 where everybody's in the same room watching the feed and like commenting and like running news. And it's like very chaotic. And um, that night in particular was like a lot of fun for me because I, I'm obviously a huge Nintendo fan. Right. And this is such a huge Nintendo specific event. Um, and I just remember like everyone was like really, really excited. To learn so much about uh this new system and the games and I ended up owing Ryan McCaffrey an in and out lunch because I bet him an in and out lunch that Zelda would not launch with the Switch and it did. And it did. Was yeah. that the
2: night pre-orders went live? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So I that was very specifically. I remember being like, I have to host the uh pre and post show for for this this event, which I was like really happy to do was really honored. It was like, I think my parents watched it, which is weird. Cause they, oh, you know, wow. um, and I remember also being like, that's really awesome. But the Nintendo fan of me like wants to run out in the room away from this so I can get on my phone and I can well, like, and so I had put in my credit card information on like Best Buy and Walmart and all the other in GameSpot or GameStop, just ready to hit the button. And I think I got three separate pre-orders in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it was, too. It was yeah. super three. funny
4: because like watching you like we knew that pre-orders were going to go live that night and you guys had come into the the post show to Mm -hmm. kind of do like a wrap up piece but you're all very anxious <laughs> about missing the opportunity to do pre-orders. Right. Yeah. So during the post show, it was really funny if you go back and watch it now. <laughs> it's like they're all having a conversation like this. But then as soon as one <laughs> of them stops, like if pairs stop talking, you see him be like this, like <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. see I Look, I was fortunate enough to actually at the time be working from home. So I had access to like my you know, laptop, and then I had a desktop, and then I had my phone. So I had, like, three different websites open right. at the same time, like, yeah. you know, refreshing, looking, waiting for pre-orders to open up. And I actually ended up pre-ordering off of Best Buy and um, GameStop and Amazon. Amazon, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
4: so, yeah. Yeah. So we... I have been a long time since I pre-ordered anything. Um, and this was a system that, or this was a thing that I knew that I had to have, like, I wanted to make sure that I had it day one. And, uh, it was really funny because we were in the post show, you know, these guys were like looking at their phones, like trying to make sure that they're getting pre-orders while the show was going on. And then there was like four or five of us in the control room running the show from behind the scenes. That were all doing the same thing. And our editor in chief, like it was, it was great because we heard it outside first. Like, we were in the control room, but all of a sudden you could just hear, like, muffled through the wall. We <laughs> and then, uh, so we're People like already were in there. Strangled? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then Steve, like, but th- like throws open the door. He's like, the pre-orders are up on Walmart.com. Right. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. You know, like, everyone was pre-ordering. Which is not, it's not a normal reaction to have to
2: things, yeah. but it's a reaction that we had because of the PTSD from Amiibo, yeah, from the every NES, DS, classic from NES Classic, the yeah. then to be the Super NES Classic, Everything that they've ever launched in like the last five years, it's been a war. And then I ended up with three pre-orders. Eventually, I canceled two. I landed on Amazon as the one to stick with. And then they dropped the ball (laughs) and never delivered my system. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, That was was tragic. I spread it around. Like I did
4: multiple orders. That night was especially funny because we were all kind of comparing notes as to like how many everybody ordered. Because I think we were anticipating these shortages and we're like, I have to make sure that I get at least one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I reserve two. I got one from Best Buy. I got one from Amazon. Uh, Brian did three. But then our tech ops guy, Dave, who orders systems, not like he orders stuff, obviously for his own personal use. But then he orders the stuff that we'll use for like capture kits and work, like yes. live streams and stuff like that. And so everyone's like, I got two, I got four. I got, yeah. And Dave was like, I got eight. And we are like, <laughs> what? It always reminds me of
2: the scene in, in Willy Wonka when they're just like talking about how many chocolate bars they bought. And yeah. yep. Charlie's like one. And he's like 100. And he's like, no, just, just, just one. Just
4: one yeah. <laughs> What's
2: wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. But yeah, I remember just uh, being so excited to, um,
3: to finally see this thing in action. And like, because there were there were all these questions about like how powerful it would be, how heavy would it would it be, how long does the battery last? How does it feel, right? Is it cheap cheap? Is it, you know yeah. they, and I, I loved I loved starting off the the year with a confidence that it would be a worthwhile machine to get yeah but I was still really worried I was like is this gonna do well enough to actually get the right support right. and not end up like a Wii U where we're seeing just a trickle of software
4: well
2: that launch trailer was really fascinating for a number of reasons in retrospect. you're talking about the one from October yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so the one that the, you know that that led into that big event um, first of all every one of those games has been released yep. they've all come into fruition That's they're crazy, huh? Uh, yeah. secondly everyone in that trailer was an adult, which is another different take from Nintendo. Um, and that we actually got to see all those situations pan out. We all said like, oh, Karen, she brought her her system to a party. She went on the roof. Uh, oh, we've done that. Like yeah. I brought mine to a bar and split the Joy-Cons off. The guy sitting on the plane playing, like I've done that, yeah. you know, playing in bed, getting up, docking it and, and playing from there. I've done that. Too. We've done yeah. every single case scenario there. I remember being like, we're not going to do those things. Yeah. We, we did all those things. All those games are out. They're all really fun. What what it, I- rang, it rang hollow
3: for the Wii U to see the gamepad demonstrated that way. It's like, you know, fun family. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, I got to watch sports, and he's like, no problem, I'll right. play on the thing. No, you don't because you need two screens. It sure. was such oh, a, n- it was night and day.
2: Like <laughs> Facebook does that thing where it reminds you of something that happened in your life earlier in your life, and for me the other day it was like, hey, it's been four years since you put up this picture, yep. and it's my Nintendo Wii U. And it's the day I got it. It was like four years ago, Aww. like two weeks ago. And like half the comments on the side are like, oh, is that thing out? I don't even know that was coming out. This week. And I was like such a difference. Like you can almost yep. tell that yeah. day the trajectory it would take versus the switch, which, you know, we had our doubts about, but almost immediately came out of the gate swinging.
4: Yeah. The, the, the presentation itself was really cool, too. Yeah. I think it did a lot to sort of... Uh, uh, Encourage people that this was going to be a system worth investing in, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, the initial launch trailer, I think we all kind of had this skepticism because of the the scenarios that they were playing out. You know, it was like, are we really going to like play it at a party on a rooftop? Or are we really going to like want to play it on a plane? And and um, I think that that presentation presentation showed us so much more of what it could do. And for me personally, it also, they did a really smart thing of like doing a sort of demo yep. and they, like they had like Kwaizumi up there uh, pouring or shaking the ice cubes, you know, and like with the, yep. fe- the feedback and like That was really cool, but then they would follow that up by being like, well, and here's a trailer for another game that's coming, and it wasn't always a Nintendo game. It was a third-party game, so, like, right out of the gate, it was like, cool, there's at least second- and third-party support that we can count on They brought devs on, they
2: brought Suda 5.1 on, Um, they showed the new Mario game. I mean, there was, like, there was this, like... Feeling of confidence there. Did they show like,
4: Mario there? Yeah, they yeah. did. They yeah, did. That was like they the like, That's right. Yeah. yeah, that
2: was the first time we saw New Donk City, and we were oh, like, "That's right. What is yeah, this that's game? Right. <laughs> it looked you like
3: the Sonic Adventure too.
2: Yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think that you had this vote of confidence from third parties. You had, um, you know, sort of legendary game developers up there. You had that weird or triumphant weirdness that I think Nintendo's known for, like shaking the ice cubes and all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff.
4: Well, remember when he's like laying on the couch with the one hand draped? Like, there's like so many moments that were so meme worthy. Just in that, like. It it did a really good job of putting Nintendo back in the conversation in a way that it hadn't been in a long time. And we saw it, snipper clips. We yeah. saw Arms, I believe. Yes, right. Yeah.
2: Mario Kart was yeah. at the Mario Kart. event here, right? There was
1: yeah. like a, a really
2: interesting trailer for Arms. Yeah.
1: Do you remember that trailer? It was like of the Farming guy simulator. walking out, <laughs> and it's all black in the background, and yeah. like another girl walking out. Yep. I think we we all thought it was like another game at first, right? Yeah. There was like some confusion, and then mm-hmm. it turned out to be this brand new Nintendo IP, which was right. incredible. Yep. But I mean, just straight off the bat, from the very beginning of the year we saw a Nintendo that has been learning from their previous mistakes. Like yeah. uh, even just in that presentation alone, the messaging compared to the Wii U presentation messaging is just like uncomparable. Like you, you, it was done so much better with the Switch. We all knew what type of a system it was. We all understood what games were coming, and and it was just very. Very well thought out overall. Um, but I want to know what you guys thought about the launch lineup. So the system launched on March 3rd, yep. which wasn't that long after the presentation, just a few months. And it launched with One Two Switch, Fast RMX, or Fast Remix, if you're extra cool, um, I Am <laughs> Setsuna, Just Dance 2017, and Breath of the Wild, which. Which? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't know. heard of that game. It's a tiny yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I but Snipper Clips was in there
4: too. And Snipperclips, yeah. yes, yeah. that's But right. it didn't get a snipper clips retail... might have been shortly thereafter because there was like a run. Of days. Like uh, yeah, there was like like two or three days later where they're like, oh hey, here's six more games. Like yeah. Yeah. right, right, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of box retail games, that was all of them in the United States. And then there was right. a couple like weird ones. that But Snipperclips
1: up. was launch yes. digital. Oh yeah, there was some
2: sorts,
3: yeah. right. Was it Bomberman also? Bomberman as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So.
3: How did I mean? I thought the obviously Breath and, of the Wild is a, is a fantastic game, and 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 I love it. It's my pick for game of the year. So it, having that game at launch was was amazing, and having that game on the go, I thought the impact was lessened a little bit because you could have had it still on the Wii U, yeah. right? Um, and and. My initial reaction to the launch lineup was like, I wish there had been a heavy hitter from a third party. Mm -hmm. You know, they obviously, Just Dance is a big game for mainstream, but I don't think the mainstream went for this machine at launch, right? right? And so I was looking for another game uh, with a bigger name at launch. And so I thought the launch lineup was strong because it had Breath of the Wild, but was kind of lacking. It was very limited.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at that original pitch, that one sheet basically that we saw during the January presentation of all the third party titles or all the third party company names. Yeah. Yeah. All these logos, right? This wall of logos. You were like, everyone's going to be on board. And then launch came around and you're like, Where'd where you guys this, go? Yeah. Like, where is everybody? Remember
3: um, they talked, you, we talked about bringing amped to the system really early. That still hasn't come out. No, steep,
2: Yeah. It could have yeah. just yeah. been called amped. It, got, <laughs> it, it actually it got, got delayed until snow. early next year.
1: <laughs> 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 steep, steep is still coming out. It's coming out early yeah. next year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: You, they need to wait for more snow. <laughs> yeah. apparently. Yeah. Uh, no, but, but they like, you know, I, I, and I thought playing 1-2-Switch to me uh, in the end the game didn't work out but it was a cool demo for the capabilities of but the controllers was, and all an the stuff you could do
4: that was an interesting like three days in the office where people were like uh, hey you want to play 1-2-Switch and like mm-hmm. at first you're like yeah let's do it and then you're like no like, I'm cool. It fizzled <laughs> you know, so fast. Really you know? fast. Yeah. And that was, yeah.
1: Initially, when they announced 1-2 Switch and they showed it off and they said it was going to be its own game that we had to buy, I understood why like they went in that direction. Because there were a lot of people that were saying, like, oh, this should be a pack-in type right. thing. you know. Like, it should be. But now I <laughs> yeah, feel like it should have been a pack-in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it would have done way better. It would have gotten into a lot more hands. A lot more people would have played it. Because I, I think just the overall way it was received was sort of, Like, it's another gimmicky type game that you don't really... Play at a party. And, like and Nintendo yeah. thought In And you the would. gameplay, whereas Wii Sports had the gameplay to back it up, where
3: like whether you play bowling or tennis, you could play for hours and hours. This one just fizzled so fast.
2: Well, I think a big yeah. part of it too was the, um, it, it, it almost the progression and it was hindered by the fact that you had to sit down and you had to arbitrarily play the first five or so games that yep. were in there to unlock the full grid that let you play them at, at will. Um, it's also one of the only first party support or, uh, it's, uh, titles from Nintendo this year that got no post launch support outside yeah. of a couple of patches here and there. Yeah, they, um, they didn't talk about that game very much. No, afterwards. and it would have been, it, either, it yeah. sold, it sold a lot. Yeah. Like, this sold very well and you would think that they would be like, it's been six months, here's ten new mini-games, they're free, you know, here's a thank you to all the people w- that worked on this. I mean, it can't be that impossible to call that farmer and that lady up again I was gonna say, you gotta, you gotta call all
4: those actors back, yeah, get, uh, them, get, get them back, back in back there. there. But,
3: but to me, that's a sign of the new Nintendo that doesn't try to hammer things down, like ram things down people's throats where they say, you know what, the reception one to switch wasn't that great, yeah. And they go, We're gonna spend our time on something else instead. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was uh, that's I mean, smart.
2: It's interesting because, in retrospect, the uh, or actually during the time we thought that the launch up for the Nintendo Switch was admittedly pretty weak. Um, it's weird when the elephant in the room is a 150 hour action RPG, you know. I mean, we're talking about easily the best launch game of all yeah, time. of all time. Yeah. Hands down. down. There's um, no contest. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would put it up there right next to Mario 64 in terms in, of it, like being disruptive to the industry. Yeah.
4: yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting to me because we, our reviewer gave the switch, what was a 7.3? Yeah. Was what I we, mean, yeah. what we landed on. And I have to believe that that's largely in part uh, due to the fact that Zelda was ready day one. You know what I mean? Like that launch lineup and is not necessarily setting the world on fire, but the fact that you have one of the greatest games yeah. of all time available from day one elevates the whole, like, you know, well, a, also, a rising well, tide our, our uh, raises review, all ships. Our review
2: was put up against, or basically our, view, our review was saying this is a lackluster, bare bones, minimalist OS system m- yeah. compared to the ones on the market. And, and, and six months later, I don't think that really matters, honestly, because I... It, not a lot has changed. You're yeah, right. no, I mean... But and most people would give that system like a nine out of better ten. Better so, so a couple,
3: no, a couple of complaints. So in the review, um, he complained about the uh, the issues with the remember the Joy-Con yeah. yep. So that was a pretty big one that I think knocked down the score a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you know I think Vince re- reviewed it right, and he yep. he um, he liked the machine overall, but he said, hey, compared to every other platform, it's bare bones when it comes to OS, online capabilities, yep. streaming services. You can't use Netflix, and then the issues with the controllers connecting sure yeah. you know i think if you took a look at it now the os hasn't evolved but i think you also realize that it's pretty genius because it's so freaking fast yeah it's yeah.
2: snappy and punchy and yeah. it gets you where you need to go without clutter and i think that like os bloat is the thing that happens a lot over the years with xbox S- yeah oh my god like i mean the xbox one it's constantly trying to re-refind itself rediscover what fixed, it's fixed now yeah, yeah like yeah it's it's yeah. getting better. Now. I like it now. It's getting yeah, better. Right. Um, Some, or you look at even the PS4, right? When you go to search for something on that system, it's just like, oh, it's awesome. column of awful. Yeah, yep. And you have to like type them in one at a time. Yeah. Ugh, but terrible. that said, like, I mean, at launch we had Zelda, which was really fun. We had, I had a good time with Bomberman playing like two or four players. Uh, Clips was like the perfect like illustration of how that split Joy-Con co-op thing could work, yep, you know? Right, yeah. Um, And then 1-2-Switch was fine.
4: I Am Setsuna I put a couple hours into. I enjoyed it for I it was. I, I had previously played I Am Setsuna, yeah. but it was nice to have it like on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you wanted to take it on the go, that's like a mm-hmm. perfect RPG for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, w- I wanted more games though, like they came
3: later, like Cross, like little
2: games yes. to kind of flesh a out Puyo the, Puyo the lineup. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was
4: that was really close to launch as well. That's I great. wanted yeah. a 2D
2: platformer. Yeah, Like that's all I wanted. Now there's dozens of yeah. them, but yeah. I, I wanted just a straight up 2D platforming game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we didn't get it for a while. Uh,
1: go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. Um. I mean, there the Switch launched with a pretty, I would say, personally, I would say weak lineup of games. I mean, I loved Breath of the Wild, and that's the game that I solely played up until this very next game come out, came out, which is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm-hmm. and that came out on the 28th. Now, I know a lot of people out there uh, have owned this game before, technically, Mario Kart 8 on Wii U, but there are also... Uh, Probably even more so, people out there that haven't ever played Mario Kart Eight. Right. Um, I'm one of those people actually, because like I you said before, I skipped the Wii U. Huh. Now I did play Mario Kart Eight on you know at friends' houses, people that did own the Wii U. But this is the first time that I actually um, got a chance to really delve into the game and 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 see it for what it's worth and play it online. And I totally fell in love with it all over again, like that series, because the last real like time that I really got into it was with Mario Kart Seven. But Mario Kart Eight. Lux really, really brought me back to that. And I just enjoyed it so, mm-hmm. so much, especially with the battle mode too. Yeah. Like, and I
2: think like the selling point of the ports from the Wii U to the system was that new idea that you could take them anywhere. And I remember sort of scoffing being like, I don't need to play this again. I unlocked everything in this. I did everything hundred yep. percent. And then I was, I told the story earlier in the year, but I was on a, a, a work trip with Max Scoville and Mega Ran, who's a rapper. And we were just like, we got rained out on the shoot. We were in this like dumpy hotel in Florida and we all realized we have Mario Kart 8, Mm-hmm. and Mega Ran had his dock and he plugged it in and we played multiplayer with each of us having our own screen, one of us on TV and the two of us over there. Yeah. And we just like got a bottle of booze and just like got drunk and played Mario Kart all night. And I'm like, yeah, I could have lugged my Wii U on this trip, but that's not going to work. We would have yeah. been split screen and everything. And that's when I realized like that is the magic of this thing is that I can bring this anywhere. I can bring this on an airplane. I can play multiplayer with other people who have yeah. this anywhere. I mean so you, you see people in line at like Gamescom to, you know, to- I- To play video games, playing Mario Kart on Switch. Like, it's so cool. I had a similar moment where on a
3: plane, on a flight to New York, I brought Mario Kart 8 and I have it pre-installed because it's like the one game you really need to install because you want to just open it. And like you start it and then somebody on the plane had created a room. And you're like, that's so freaking cool! And like, yeah. you're awesome. like, there's somebody out there with the with the switch just waiting for another player. And, mm-hmm. and you played with a stranger on an airplane, um, but seeing the game run on your screen it's is
4: just gorgeous. So it's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. They really, yeah. yeah, they really did a good job of cleaning this up from the Wii U version. I am mean, not to, not to say that the Wii U version wasn't gorgeous yep. as well. This is a a, a really awesome case for uh, these sort of. Remake or remaster ports from the Wii U because, like Philip, like there's a lot of people that skip that generation, and, and mm-hmm. I would, personally would love to see more of this kind of stuff happen. Like, give me Mario Kart Eight, give me Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, you, give, you know, give me stuff, Bayonetta One and yeah. Two. Like, yeah. this is that's perfect because a lot of people miss those and are going to have an opportunity to play it on a system and, that's that's and it looks so more good. readily that, available. That
3: there is this moment where, you, like, Breath of the Wild was new and it's like this is awesome, but then you play Mario Kart and you're like, this is a handheld now, yeah. right? This is my the thing that was a box at home is now in my hands. Nothing's spinning and it looks can better. Play it and, yeah. it's,
2: it's a testament to gorgeous, vibrant art direction. Yeah. You know that even in a non 4k capable device or whatever, whatever have you like, it's just, it stands the test of time. It's beautiful. It, it will, it will look great for a very long time.
4: Uh, there is a funny moment for me around Mario Kart eight that where the switch Outside of Zelda sort of like clicked with me and I really fell in love with the system when I first started at IGN in December of 2014 uh, There was a, a, a group of people that was were still playing Mario Kart 8 uh, After work some nights right and we would go into the demo room We have this like sort of like theater set up in the demo room and we would play, you know a bunch of cups or whatever and then go home and when the Switch came out and Mario Kart 8 was launched for it, we had a Slack channel that was just Mario Kart and people would be like, does anybody want to race? And you'd like stand up from your desk and like make eye contact across the room and be like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> time for the car!" And then you'd just be at your desk playing other people, in, yep. you know, in the room. It was great. Like, And that to me was like, this is amazing. Like I'll play multiplayer games. Like I did the same thing with Splatoon here, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a huge online game too for the Switch this year as well. Like that was really one of the first times we got to jump online with the Switch and race and parties and yeah. parties groups and stuff yep. like that. There were people throwing tour- tournaments and stuff, which is we, a lot of fun. Doesn't
3: it, but doesn't it feel very different from when the Vita came out? I was a day one Vita buyer, too. I had it. And I was like, man, this... The screen is awesome, it's so beautiful, but it was very fussy, right? Like everything took a long time to get going and it didn't have this software. Like having Mario Kart and Zelda in this two-month stretch Mm -hmm. was so different from how the Vita launched. Well,
2: there's something fun and accessible about those games, right? And I think they reach a a grander audience and a larger audience and I think this sort of like, the Vita tried to go for that and I don't think it necessarily worked and the vision with Nintendo on the Switch was handheld games and console games are one and the same whereas on Vita it was sort of like how do we make pared down versions of console games to speak on handhelds and I think there was um, something that got lost in the language there whereas the communication between this device being a TV game or a handheld game um, is completely seamless. I mostly
3: play, I mean I played Uncharted obviously on the Vita but like Luminous games like that, I I played a ton of of that yeah. and I was waiting for some some more puzzly games like that, but obviously yeah. Snipperclips de- delivered on that pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. So after
1: Mario Kart in April, we received a game called Arms in June, uh, June 16th specifically, and that's a brand new IP from Nintendo, which is really really cool. Now I personally really loved Arms initially when it came out. I had a lot of fun playing it. I played a ton of it for the first month, but then I just one day dropped off completely. Like, right. I never really touched it again. Nintendo has been adding content to the game. Like, they just... Um, they Nintendo has been adding a lot of content to the game, and they've definitely been trying to support it by adding things like Party Crash Mode, which is awesome also a pretty good time. Not quite as good as Splatfest, but it's still, they're trying to keep it alive and I see the potential of ARMS, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I just don't know what else they can do to bring in more people. Yeah. They just added a new
2: character a couple of weeks ago. Again, I'm glad that they're supporting it. I've, I've walked away, you know, but I'd like to see those games grow and evolve. But, uh, it was, I think the, the main message with ARMS was to me, um, we actually started to say, oh man, they're really putting out a first-party game every month. They're sticking to this, <laughs> you know, and then they continued to throughout the year. You know, it was like such just, a
3: surprise. Yeah, right. It's really to cool. Get, to get like, I mean, we all laughed when we saw that game. We're like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what this is such a ridiculous concept, and you know, we were worried that it was too slow-paced to to yeah. to play this game. Um, I'm I'm so happy it exists, and I'm so happy they're taking these uh, these gambles because
2: guess what's going to happen when the next Smash Brothers comes along? We're going to have characters like this in Smash. I know. And I thought I wasn't really going to play this game much, and I downloaded it at San Francisco airport literally right before a nine-hour flight to Tokyo, and I sat down on the plane and had just finished downloading. I was like, yes! I turned it on, and I played it for probably eight out of nine hours, and then slept for an hour and got to Tokyo very tired, but it's really fun, and it's like not nearly as sort of kind of crazy uh, combo driven obtuse as a lot of like kind of more sophisticated fighting games are it's
4: approachable but I think it's also still has that that contingency of people that find that in it. Yeah. I think there's an interesting dichotomy in arms in that it is very easy to pick up and play, uh, but the systems there are actually very deep. Yeah. And the, especially like the way that you, you use offense and defense, how offense and defensive uh, stances play off of each other. Right. I think it's really, really interesting the way that, that players will get into this and, and, make this like maybe not to the level of like a street fighter or something, right. but get like watching a pro level player, like, or somebody that has like invested the time in arms from the time that it launched till now is insane. And the motion controls the the utilization of the motion controls is nuts. Like I've only, when I've played arms and I've played it off and on since launch, um, I've only used, you know, I've only played it like this or with a pro controller. I I haven't used the motion controls, Mm -hmm. but that's like where it's at with this game. Yeah. That was
3: a good demonstration for the fact that this thing has motion control, right? Like just letting you play this game slightly
4: differently, I think. Something's uh, happening with our B-roll there if you're watching the video. I don't know what the deal is. It's getting all glitched out, but it's not how the game looks or plays.
1: You know, I remember um, during the test punch, ARMS was like Getting really well received, a lot of people were playing the Test Punch. A lot of people. I love were, that name, by the way, the, <laughs> the test, test Punch. punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it seemed like it was going to do really well, and it did. It sold pretty good, but at the same time, just that audience, Nintendo wasn't able to maintain that audience for for whatever reason. Um, but, I,
2: I argue that that was their own fault. They launched Splatoon a month later, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think that that sort of cannibalized. A part of. I know they're very different games, but I think that taking like an online game like that that's mostly competitive mm-hmm. and uh, launching something that directly competes with it almost a month later was kind of difficult. You know, I mean, I think it sort of splintered those groups.
1: I I I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't actually. I would argue that Arms is like a fighting game, you know, and that has mm-hmm. they, that has its own fan base. where Splatoon is more of like a shooter type experience. So because those genres are so different, they attract different types of audiences. Um, especially if, if it's somebody who's not necessarily necessarily like a Nintendo fan, right? Like originally, you know what I mean? And they, they're more just geared towards specific genres rather Mm -hmm. than franchises. Yeah, Yeah. no, you're right in that.
2: I think like for the sort of like hardcore Nintendo fan group that isn't necessarily the biggest into the more traditional third person shooting games or like, you know, one-on-one fighting games, uh, this was just sort of them drifting and you know that's describes me basically like i don't play a lot of games like that but when i see nintendo's pedigree behind it i'm like oh this is going to be yeah. cool so i jumped in on arms for a little bit and then i kind of gave up when splatoon came around but same here
3: yeah that was for for me and, and that's why i'm I'm thinking at this point uh in time switches were still not in 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 great supply mm-hmm. and so i do think it was the super fans that yeah, went yeah. out Went uh, above the Call of Duty to get a Switch and and played these games. That's okay. why I was thinking that was the Mario Kart Splatoon audience that also had had to use some of their their limited time on it.
2: Was a really cool like one two three punch of
1: those. Oh yeah, yeah, games yeah. I, oh. Oh. <laughs> punch. Oh man. So from then on, there in July, just when we thought we'd never see it again. <laughs> Nintendo went ahead and launched a brand new uh, new Nintendo 2DS XL. So that caught a lot of people off guard. I, I think a lot of people thought, okay, well, we have the Switch now. So yep. that's, that's our new dedicated handheld slash home console hybrid mm-hmm. thing that... T- 2DS or the 3DS is supposed to fade away into the background, but apparently Nintendo has a different plan uh, or at the time had a different plan for the system So I, I want to know I'm curious. Did any of you guys pick up a 2DS XL or a new 2DS XL? No, I was I got the metro You got the Metroid yeah. one. The yeah, Metroid one.
2: Yep. Yeah, I was completely baffled by that business decision and I remain uh, Baffled until this morning. I read that Wait, the, No, that's the
3: 3DS XL, Yeah, the, that was yeah, 3D, right, the Metroid right. one's a 3DS
2: um, I read this morning that the 3DS is on track in 2017 to outsell the 3DS in 2016. So whatever the hell they did with that family of weird little systems, it worked this year. They
3: created you know? a cheaper tier. and they, yeah. I think they knew that the original 2DS is a pile of crap. Yeah. Like it's, it's just not a good shape and it's not attractive. they just I don't put th-
1: a new one out. Uh, the
3: yeah. Zelda
4: one.
3: <laughs> yeah. They just put the Zelda one out. Yeah. But but, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, they have got some,
2: they got some plastic lying around, uh, you know, at, at Foxconn. No, I on. mean, I can't, I, you can't track any of that and put any logic behind it. This no. is a system that Zelda wow. one launch is a Nintendo 2DS that launched with Ocarina of Time 3D. Yeah. Yep. Only available in 2D. I know it says 3D and then it says only <laughs> 2D. There's, there's <laughs> like the confused parent interviewing the GameStop employee being like, what do I, what place? And then there's the actual box <laughs> itself. That's confusing. Yeah. Like you're, it just says 2D, 3D, 3D, 2D. Like it's, yeah. what the hell is going on here? No, I, but
3: I, they obviously they have the, the switch out on stores and they said, we need to support this cheaper tier of devices. Mm-hmm. Um, retailers move old stuff off their shelves in favor of new stuff, so you yeah. got to keep that fresh, right? You got to keep new stuff coming. And I'll say, like, when I saw the 2DS XL, I said, that looks cool. Yeah. You know, it was a good-looking machine compared to
2: the 2DS brick. Yeah, we yeah. unboxed it. Right. I like I like the way it the feels. The door stopper? Yeah, yeah. the door yeah. stopper. I actually got one. one.
1: I bought one. Um, yeah. And it's, it's cool. Like, it's a really nice uh, DS system. And if you don't have a DS, I highly recommend, uh, or, well, I don't know anymore, honestly, because there's so many great Switch games out, and the Switch is thriving. So, but I mean, at this, if you're interested in getting a DS, like, don't don't hesitate and, yeah. you know, go with it. Get, go get a 2DS XL. It's, a, it's an excellent console, or the new 2DS XL. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I mean, they, we talked about this before the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like Shadows of Valencia, the Fire Emblem right, game. You exactly. know, Metroid re- uh, Samus
3: Returns. There are a couple of games that you can't play on the Switch that mm-hmm. I think are great. I like, Shadows is great. I think it's an underrated, awesome Fire Emblem game. And until we get our real Fire Emblem on Switch... Yeah, if you've got the cash line around, um, it yeah. might make sense yeah, to have yeah, a I mean, little DS not, on
2: the side. Not to mention like the the back catalog library on that system is phenomenal. Yeah, it? it's, oh, yeah. it's like yeah, it's, it's up there the with some of the yeah. best of all time.
3: And again, lots of games that we might never see on the Switch yeah. because yep. now Nintendo can go to the well of console games, right? Why would they go back to 2DS uh, to DS games and 3DS games when they can go to uh
1: Skyward Sword or Mario Galaxy to bring them to the Switch, sure. right? Yeah. 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 Um, Well, just a couple days after that, we saw the launch of Splatoon 2, or actually not a couple... Yeah, was it a couple days? It was. July 21st. Yes, July 21st, Splatoon 2 launched on Nintendo Switch, and I know that I got a copy of that. I was very much looking forward to it, but it was my first Splatoon game, because I... Like yeah. I said, didn't, get, uh, didn't have Wii, a Wii U. Wii U skipper. Exactly. So my initial impressions, I played a ton of the test fire uh, right. for Splatoon 2, yep. which was really cool. It was a lot of fun, but we didn't have voice chat in the test fire, right? So that was yeah, a little some weird. someone say we still don't have voice chat. Right, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. We kind of have it. We kind of have it, yeah. It's it's in beta, Zach. Um, <laughs> there was a big
3: complaint. It's like, oh, this is such a great team game. We really need to be able to talk talk to each other
1: exactly yeah right. that was one of them one of the still is one of the major issues with that game but um splatoon 2 in in general has been very very well supported since launch by nintendo we've seen like a bunch of content updates uh f- given to that game most recently with the big two uh two-piece update that just came out and mm-hmm. clam Blit- blitz just came out i guess so- I guess a couple weeks ago at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So, do you, yeah, do you have friends who play that game? Like, did you play with friends, or were you more kind of like a loner jumping into online matches? More so loner. I yeah. spent a lot of my time playing Salmon Run, which was like yeah. my absolute favorite yes, game. I did and too, game. and like a lot
3: of people here jumped into Salmon Run and played it. So, right. that 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 was a, a nice because you could easily sync up with friends. That's a great mode yeah. addition. The single player was really improved. That's what so, I was runs. just gonna so, say. Like yeah. we we really talked so
4: much about like the additions it's and and the uh, really. Really? Yeah. Like I feel like we every time we talk about Splatoon Two on this show, we talk about the 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 multiplayer matches. This is awesome because it's obviously a much more expansive suite of content there. Right. Um, I loved the single player. I thought it gave off such great, like super Mario sunshine vibes. Like I, I love the platforming. I thought it got genuinely challenging towards it did, the yeah, end. For sure. And I think it's something that, that people sort of overlooked with that release. And I encourage you, like if you haven't messed with the single player or you haven't played Splatoon two, uh, such an awesome way to ingratiate yourself with yeah. the controls and like get a feel for what that game is and then carry those skills over to the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I love the boss fights. I think they're goofy. Like I, the boss fights are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Showing
3: Octo Samurai here if you're watching the video version and such a fun fight. They're just they're funny because of like what happens to the box, uh, the bosses, like how they flip over or contort. It's just a, they're really humorous and, and fun. And to play. To but me, easy.
4: Yeah. To me, I, this is such Splatoon is such quintessential Nintendo uh, to me. I think that that this is such a perfect example of the evolution of their their style. Yep. The evolution yep. of their their philosophy, like this is a game that's only about having fun and looking fun and being funny. What's going on there? I don't know what's going, on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I think it's it's. I put it on my top ten games uh, of the year list, and uh, I I can't imagine if you're a Switch owner and you haven't experienced it because it's it's easily one of the best games. I think boxes. people who are not
3: that much into into multiplayer games with strangers may have stayed away because. But that's we the talk best part. So you don't have to talk to those guys. <laughs> yeah, know. But it is a. I I I want to stress it is not as daunting as a game like Call of Duty where yeah. like you run out and the. You're dead. You're like, mm-hmm. what, okay, hold on a second. I want to know the controls. Splatoon is set up in a way that you can kick ass with a roller, for example, right. without getting constantly killed because you can hang back and play support. Right? So yeah.
4: I, yeah. I initially... Uh, well, I played a lot of it, and then I sort of dropped off. I, I think when we, the episode we had Lily on a couple weeks ago, I was talking about having not played in a while, um, and I've since jumped back in to take a look at what that looks like. And I haven't been back for a splatfest, but just dropping in on multiplayer, it's kind of like when you hang out with an old friend that you haven't seen in a while, and you guys just don't skip a beat because mm-hmm. like it felt totally intuitive to me. I picked it right back up. Yeah. I'm still bad at it. I'm just bad at video games in general, but I had a lot of fun with it, and I think that that's kind of the nice thing is like this is a game that we can drop back in on for the next two years. Yeah, and there will be something new there. It's
3: worth know. playing just for Salmon Run. I think yeah. it's uh, if you have if you have a friend with a Switch, and neither one of you have taken a jump into Splatoon, just get it for Salmon Run. You'll spend hours playing yeah. that mode. It's just so much fun playing together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it makes me want to see more co op come to yeah. Splatoon. Yes, more co op board modes, board modes, yeah. Yeah. Board yeah. Mode, something I agree. like that. Um, but from then on, there we received another pretty surprise hit, I would say. Now, this game leaked, uh, or information about it leaked earlier uh, in the year, but when Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle released on August 29th, I would have to say at least the Nintendo world stood still yeah, uh, because it was an amazing game. It was very good. I I liked it. I liked it a lot, probably a lot more than most people in this office do just because I am a huge um, fan of those types of games, like like strategy games and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was so surprised that Ubisoft was able to take the Rabbids franchise and mix it so well with something like Mario. I thought that that wasn't going to be a, Good mix at all, but it actually did work out quite well. I mean, everything from the the design of the worlds to the characters to the and I mean like the rabid characters, you right. know, like mm-hmm. the enemies and the bosses and stuff like that uh, to the music in the game. The music itself is like it's almost like on a I don't know Disney level of music. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely all very it's all rare. rare.
2: Grant Kirkhope, yeah, yeah, who worked, yeah, who worked for Rare for years and did the music for Banjo Kazooie and a bunch of other did for did ukulele as well. This ukulele, yeah, year.
3: yeah. I was I was very surprised when when I first saw that game I think I had the same reaction I was like ah that's a weird crossover and then you start playing you're like this is, you could tell this was somebody's dream to yeah. make a Mario game. And like, if that meant utilizing the Rabbits characters, which have fairly have, have fallen out of favor a bit, right? A bit with, with audiences. Like, the first Rabbits standalone game was really fun. And then afterwards, it kind of became a little bit more of an eye roll and they weren't as good anymore. But mm-hmm. you start playing this game, you're like, oh my God, somebody really loves this world yeah. and has created a very unique experience that is more akin to an XCOM than a Mario game but did it with such, a, sen- such of a sense of humor and such great respect for Mario like you can't help but love it it's kind it's of so amazing good.
2: how it all gelled and I think we all had to kind of eat crow on this one because when we first heard about it we were like you know as I will justifiably, we our gut reaction was gross. Why would <laughs> why would Mario be with rabbits? One of them is taking a selfie. Like this is just this feels so cheap. It feels Try like it a, too hard, right? So it it felt like it's something from the what, from the Wii era, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. like third parties slapped together. Just like we're like, well, this is not the support we want. And then we sat down and
4: we played it. We saw how incredibly polished it was. We saw how magical Gritty, this really sounds
2: great. Yeah, I, I
4: think that I. F- I think that there, there's a couple things that I want to say about this and I, I think that one of the reasons that we had that sort of initial reaction is that the idea of a Mario crossover is not a thing that a Nintendo fan is used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want rabbits in our Mario games. Like, that's not something that happens mm-hmm. because Nintendo, up until this last year, has... has Held Mario at all their franchises in like an iron grip, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't want anybody else coming in here and messing around. And I think it's a testament to the art direction. Like Philip mentioned, the way that the worlds are blended together is so smart and doesn't feel like it doesn't feel abnormal. Like it doesn't feel weird to look at this and be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's the Mushroom Kingdom, but it's also the Rabbit's Kingdom." Right. It and just, I think it, that it comes together, you know. Yeah. And I think that that. Ubisoft and Nintendo made a very smart play at E3 um, because it leaked before E3 and everyone had that reaction. Like everyone was like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wonder if this wasn't completely like improvised, but bringing Miyamoto out on stage at E3 to introduce this game with Eves, like, they brought out the two biggest guns that you could possibly bring out. Yeah, Literally holding two big guns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, like, it was very, very smart of them to be like, hey, look, this guy that you all know and love is in full support of this game. So, take those fears, take those, like, uh, either standoffishness and throw it out the window because yeah. the guy who created this franchise is on board with it and you should right, be too.
2: Right. And it's all like the vision of Davide Soliani, who is mm-hmm. like the top guy on this game who's been wanting to make it for years. Um, hearing his story is fascinating. It's really endearing. And you can tell this guy's an old school hardcore Nintendo fan, like everyone in this room and everyone listening to the show. And he had this weird idea. And where do you bring weird ideas? Nintendo. Yeah. You know yeah. like w- for for all of us to sort of be like from the g- company that brought you arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. comes here's another weird idea, right? So it's like <laughs> but, this this could have failed. This should have failed, but it's it soared instead. it's so
3: weird like if, if you look at the gameplay like the fact that they didn't say, "Oh, this needs to be a Metroid game," because it makes sense—you're shooting things, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, the, the fact that they went to Mario and somehow convinced Nintendo that guns, not fire flowers and shooting a fireball, but guns would be in this hundreds game. of guns—it's like such an improbable concept, and they pulled it off so well. Well, and, and I love that, you're sleeping on this—you got to buy it.
2: Yeah, and Miyamoto played like a sort of like cruel art teacher on this one, where he was like, sort of tied their hands behind their back, and he was like, "If you're gonna make a game about Mario, he can't jump because that's what he does in my." Game. So they were like, (laughs) all right, well, what if he shoots and followed a Roomba everywhere? You know, and it just worked. It just somehow
1: worked. Uh, Ubisoft really just nailed the details in this game. Like everything from the environments, the level design, all the way to the actual names of the guns themselves. Like the weapons are hilariously named, uh, even more so than some of the guns in like Destiny, I would say, which have some excellent names. Um, But just like, I, I don't know, I really feel like they went completely all out in every possible opportunity that they had since they had the actual, like, Mario franchise to work with, so... So it really good. shows through. Please uh,
4: please make a new Mario RPG together. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. That'd be so amazing. Like yeah, it does. Uh, if you guys haven't watched uh, Brian's episode of Expert Mode with Davide Soliani, the, his interview about this game, check it out. It is Thank like you. one of my favorite pieces that IGN created this year. Yeah, and same. it's a it's a very like touching, heartwarming interview. And Davide is, does not pull any punches in how much... Developing this game meant to him. That so. was the interview. He mentioned that Mr. Miyamoto saw the animation for
3: Mario and said, "Who gave you the animation files?" Yeah. yeah. And Soliani said, "Oh no, oh, we when just we did that ourselves, made that. We, just, yeah. we just made that from scratch. Really awesome. Thanks, yeah, for sure."
1: Now, although we did not get a Metroid game on Switch this year, we did get a Metroid game on the DS, and that one is called Samus, Samus, Samus. Returns. Yeah. I love that game. I really, really enjoyed it. I had a blast playing it, and I I, I've i always liked Metroid. I've always been a bigger fan of the 2D Metroids, mm-hmm. more so than, yeah. like, the Prime series.
4: How like dare that's you, actually? I, yeah. I love Metroid Prime. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. I love Metroid Prime, too, but, like, I grew up on Super Metroid, and, like, uh-huh. that's really how I learned how to play video games, like, hard So good. All games. of them. It's no, i to yeah. compare
2: them. Right there with you. Really? I, I love the Prime games, but, God, like, Zero Mission, um, Super Metroid, those are some of my favorite games of those all Those are them. great. Oh,
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if you skipped it and you like Metroid, I highly recommend you pick up Samus Returns. That was a surprise. Excellent. Yeah, that was a surprise. I mean, like
3: we had always
1: talked about Reggie's little Samus
3: pins, and you know, we kind of you've been trolling. We we've been if you if you watched the show back then, we've been asking for a Metroid game basically every episode. Yep. Um, invoked the the great name of a great franchise, um, and it was just awesome to see two games announced and then one game released this year. All of our reactions, I think, were I wish that it had it had come to switch. Yes. Even at the same time, just yeah. so that we have this brand new console that we're excited about, we can play it on that one. Yeah, um, well, but it ta- was it was still
2: cool to have it. We talked earlier about like the sort of arm splatoon thing and my theory about how Nintendo's sort of competing with themselves sometimes. That's how I felt with this. You know, like when I was going on a trip, which I traveled like crazy this year. The idea of throwing a switch and a 3DS in my backpack mm-hmm. at the same time and then and then grabbing one and playing the other. I'm you know, like I was playing Mario and Rabbits at the time, right? And then Samus Returns came out two weeks later and then Steamroll Dig a few days after that. Like these games were all sort of directly competing with each other for me. Dig
3: and def- definitely took my time
4: away from Metroid.
3: Yes. yes. To the point where it took me forever to finish. Uh, I will Metroid. argue it I, is the
4: better Metroid. I movie. agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm on Brian's side. Like I really enjoyed Samus Returns, but when SteamWorld Dig 2 dropped and I got a quarter of the way into that game, I felt no guilt about shelving Samus Returns for a while to finish SteamWorld right. Dig, and then I went back and finished Samus Returns, mm-hmm. which there was plenty left of that yeah. game. So yeah.
3: You said that at the time. Uh, I was like, sacrilege, you know, yeah, because I know. Metroid is Metroid, and this game really did a nice job, like, you know, making, cre- creating the atmosphere of a Metroid game and the the looks and the sound and everything. Uh, but yeah, in, in hindsight, SteamWorld is just... Uh, It was just such a clever little game, and it was on the Switch. Uh, you, you know, and that that was the machine that was always in my back. Yeah, I,
2: like, I'm, part of me is like, that's that's the reason one's better than the other, and the other part of me is like, no, I think I just like the way SteamWorld Dig unfolds better. Like, I mm. think it just flows yep. better.
1: I think we all unanimously here agree that SteamWorld Dig is like the best indie game on Switch. Oh, right yeah. Right now. yeah, yeah, hands down. It, it's down. cool
2: because I think that Samus Returns will come to Switch someday. I'm almost sure of it. And when it does, I will give it another chance, yep. you know, and I will I will probably give it the love it deserves. But for now... <laughs> You know, it's just, it's your second favorite Metroidvania game. Second of the year. favorite Metroidvania game that launched that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, well, a game that came out in October was a little bit of a, a lower profile game, I would say, for uh, the Western audiences, and that game was Fire Emblem Warriors. That came out in October, October twentieth. Now, it's based off of like the Musou uh, Musso style games, mm-hmm. I guess, Dynasty Warrior yep. games. Um, if you don't speak Japanese, um, but um, yeah, it's it. It's a game. It's a series that I I didn't tap into Fire Emblem too much on my own time. Um, that those mechanics and just that whole lore behind the series. I think I just am and- Jumped on that train a little too late, um, right. but I'd love, yeah. But I did jump on the Fire Emblem Warriors train, and I enjoyed my time with it. I'm not too big of a fan of Musou games in general, but I like the way that they implemented Fire Emblems like strategic mechanics into that game itself. So you could do things like plot out missions ahead of time before missions started. You can send different warriors to different uh, camps and try and get like you know d- double attacks going or attacking two different places at once, which is really cool. And not to mention the Combat itself felt pretty fresh as well for a Musou game. Like cause generally they're very hack and slashy, but there were actual combos in this game that you could pull off and get pretty intense. So you're you're seeing right now on screen like a character with a bow. Right. And there are different characters with different weapons yeah. than and they all feel and play very differently, which is very unique and it keeps the game feeling fresh.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to give this one some love. Uh, it's hard for me because I'm not really big in the Muso games and I never really connected with Fire Emblem. So it sort of felt like it's like two
4: two things running against you.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's like dubstep country music. I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. Um, but for for like talking to Pear about it was really interesting because like you're not really crazy about the Muso games, but you love Fire Emblem and you found a lot that you did like in this game. And I, I mean, to
3: be honest, like my favorite franchise is Zelda. Yeah, right. And then I absolutely love Fire Emblem. It's very close, you know, with Metroid and Mario up there. Uh, and uh, I couldn't get into Hyrule Warriors like I, I just there was just something about the setup of the,
4: of the game that bothered oh, me. I kept You know trying. what? It, and you know I, what it is about what? that game? It's a bad game. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, there <laughs> we go. That's but, I, why. but I felt like oh. this one.
3: Oh. They really they they looked at um they they looked at Fire Emblem and they said they asked all the right questions and had the right answers for what makes those games special. And they implemented the characters in a smart way with a weapons triangle with the different powers. I mean, you saw Takumi as the 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 uh, bow guy, right. right? Like you you would use them against. certain... Certain enemies, Like you see a Pegasus, you bring the bow guy, right? And when you have a Pegasus Knight, you don't go and, and face the archers. And like just that, that, that changed just like in real life. I was exactly. going to say, that's right? what I'm always saying. When, yeah. When you're on Muni. <laughs> Never
4: take a Pegasus um, against a and, bow knight. <laughs> and then instead of having the map
3: just as an indicator as to where stuff's going down, it became a strategic element in this game yeah. where you can direct your, your troops to go in certain ways. Yeah, I, I actually think this was the game that I didn't ask for mm-hmm. where said, oh, there are plenty of Switch games. Like Mario is almost out. I got Steam dig. Don't worry about it. And then they released it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. See, it was was funny. I I, I really dig it.
4: After that game released, uh, I played a little bit of it. It's kind of the same deal. Like I had a really hard time getting into it, but I really liked. a couple times I would walk past your desk during the day and you were taking a break and I just saw you just hammering on fire yeah. at the Warriors. And I was like, that's cool that he's really digging it so much. Yeah. Uh, so- the, um, I like
3: it better than Arms, for example. Like that sure. game, yeah. despite yeah. it not having that, that Nintendo developer pop, Polish, right? It I, I like it better in the. End.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a million too many to list, but by October of this year on Switch, there was this like tremendous undercurrent of indie games yeah. that I was playing constantly, so that almost to the point where like, oh yeah, all the time. Tell us more about yeah, no, that, no. Brian. I, if you've heard you've heard me <laughs> rambling all year about weird ass indie games, There's
3: more though. than 260 games on the e, e- shop, and yeah. I think
2: Brian has played 245. I've played a lot of them. I, I yeah, yeah, you know, I think that's <laughs> like, and it's really cool because it's like I, I it's given us a chance to talk about a lot of stuff that I think. Kind of flies under the radar, but um, so by this time I was perfectly okay with skipping this game yep. and, and playing something like Slime Song. I
3: could totally Again. understand that, but like, it's like it, it's it's another game where in the end I think it turned out much much better than expected. It was like Mario and Rabbits, where you start playing it, and you're like, "This, oh, is, this good. is great, yeah, yeah." Like, wh- why is this good? That right. was easily <laughs> the
2: the number one first party Switch game that launched that week, though, right? Yep, wasn't it? Yep, wasn't it? Nope, mm, nope. I don't think
1: so. No, no. What no, do we no, get? No, As no, I no, said, no, it, it wasn't was seven days later. Literally, <laughs> one of the biggest, if so not mean, the biggest. No, one of the biggest. Switch games came out, and that's Super Mario Odyssey. Wahoo! Yes, wahoo! Indeed. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna let you guys go ahead and talk about this one because you, good man. lord, yes. what a game! Yes, yes. this was a
2: fin- the way. Again, this took over not just our office. This took over. This was the zeitgeist of the video game, like sort of. In, internet everywhere people right. everywhere we're talking about how special this game was this game was in is pure just unadulterated fun magic joy it is creative it is nonsensical it is polished beautiful wonderful like everything about it was it exceeded everything I expected from it um, except for the multiplayer which was kind of a bummer but everything else was just the sense of discovery the way people were playing it the way people were going after different moons the way people were speed running it um, just a fantastic game, one of the best games of the year. Uh, very, very difficult decision for me to choose my, this between Zelda.
3: My, I mean, I I had multiple trepidations when going to this game. One was, we, we had seen so many levels already. I was saying, please let there still be mystery left.
4: Mm-hmm. Right? And there's so much that and we And there can yeah. still
3: is plenty, right? There's some, some awesome levels. We're not going to talk about those later in the game that are just truly magical. Um, but uh, the other trepidation was, will there be enough to do? Because you looked at breath of the wild and you said breath of the wild is just you could play for 150 hours and still find new car seats or whatever and um then you start playing this game and you get to this point where you had like the little metal boxes explode and more moons are everywhere in the world it's just insane how many challenges how many like little things to interact with nintendo put into this game. It's just this never ending quest of joy and fun and awesome moments.
4: And it sounds good. Mm -hmm. looks beautiful and it controls incredibly well. Yeah. I I think it's almost rote to compare, uh, to say that, that Mario took some lessons from Zelda this year, uh, in terms of the way that the world works and, but it's true. Like the way that Zelda encouraged you to explore and try different things and, uh, run off into the distance and push the limits of that game. Mario Odyssey does the same thing and it rewards you for it. Um, I I think that that there's this constant um, sense of discovery in both of those games and they both do it very differently, but it's, it works the same. It tickles that same part of your brain. That's like, you just have a big grin on your face the whole time that you're playing. And I think one of the things that that this game in particular had going for it is it's sort of the return to this um, very accessible uh, sort of open exploration that people came to know and love in Mario 64. And so I, I, I knew a lot of people outside of the game space that were, Stoked to play this game because they're like, oh, it feels just like Mario sixty yeah. four. And we've had awesome Mario games since then. You know, like Galaxy one and two are amazing. Three D mm-hmm. World, Three D Land are incredible. Uh, this is the game that people saw and were like, ooh, yep. Mario's back, yeah. and I'm excited and it's to play a, that. It and has like,
3: there's so many moments that are homages to Mario yep. sixty four. Oh, oh, and oh it yeah, obviously. It's yeah.
4: pedigree. There's,
2: there's, there's homages to almost every Mario game in it, yeah. which I really love. And I think what's what's awesome about this game is like every great Nintendo game, the accessibility of it scales to casual. To mastery and seeing people pull off the you know triple jump into a dive into a hat jump into a long jump like watching people do like the Cooper Run moons yeah. where they're just like. Like, you're you're. how did you do that? Like, they scale the top of this gigantic level, yeah. grab a moon, and it's like half a second. There's like four Koopas at the bottom. Like, what's wrong with him? Is he it, on steroids?
3: Definitely the, the line is a little flat in the beginning, right? Yeah. It feels very easy in the beginning. And then there, there are the limitations with the motion controls where I was like, you know, I wish they hadn't so heavily relied yeah. on that. Yeah. But then you can't keep going and you discover some of the little side missions and some of, like, just to get the second moon on the runs. It's just so yeah. much fun and it's challenging. So, yeah, completing awesome.
2: that game. Is effectively just the first third of it. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the game completely opens up in the end game, post-credit stuff. Uh, it gets infinitely more difficult. It becomes more challenging. I, just insane. It's just completely insane.
4: Brian and I were a little, uh, a little concerned because we we got we started playing this game just before launch for link together and the we rocketed through the first like three yeah. or four worlds and it was one of those things where it was like you turn a corner you find a moon you jump up a pipe you find a moon you go over here you find a moon. it was just like oh this is crazy it's that like this Oprah. is it's, everybody <laughs> everybody gets a moon uh, but we were like this is crazy how easy it is to find these things and get to the next level so like what does that mean for us but the The idea that I've sunk as much time into it as I have, uh, probably well over thirty hours at this point, and I'm I've still only got six hundred moons. I'll come back to this game for two years before I find all 900, Mm -hmm. you know, like, easily. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things
1: about this game in general is just that it's one of those games like Breath of the Wild where you can just turn it on, pick it up, and just start playing. Like, you don't have to really remember what you were doing last to have a good time because, like, there are so many different things. You can go collect moons. You could go do Koopa races. You could just mess around with the physics in the world. There's just a lot to do and a lot of fun to be had. So definitely, definitely probably one of the best Switch games to come out this year, or definitely the best Switch game De- to come definitely out this year. Probably. <laughs> Definitely probably. Yeah. Definitely probably, guys. Get used yeah. to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, after Mario came out, we've got two big third-party releases for the month of November, and they were pretty much back-to-back, both from Bethesda. Um, Doom for the first week, that came out on November 10th, and then Skyrim on November 17th. Now, I'm very excited about, or I was very excited, and still am very excited about these two titles, because it It shows that the Switch is an incredibly powerful third-party device. I mean, third parties should be developing games for this thing. Now, yes, Skyrim is a little bit of an older game, but Doom is not an old game at all. That's a relatively new game, and the Switch is capable of running it. So I was very, very, very excited to see. I hope they sell. Yeah. I hope they sell. I mean, if you haven't played Doom, you should buy
3: it. Mm-hmm. I, if you have an Xbox One or a PS4, that's the better version to get. There's no question about it. Just right. visually it's better. But it's pretty amazing to see this game running on, on, the, on the Switch, even in 30. And then Skyrim looks as good as, you know, some of the, uh, obviously looks as good as the original on 360 and PC. Yeah, it's PC, somewhere in between. I feel yeah. like it's
4: somewhere in between the original and, and the HD version. Yeah, yeah and a it's a, a step
3: up. So if the last time you played it was last generation,
4: I, th- I think it's also worth playing. It just, it's crazy to me. And I know that this novelty will eventually wear off, but the idea of having Skyrim on a portable is insane to me. And I remember mm -hmm. in that first, that first reveal back in October of last year um, when one of the shots was a guy on a plane playing Skyrim and all of us were like, Bogus, like there's no way that that runs on the system yeah. because then it came out. Like we contacted Bethesda, and they're like, "Well, that's an approximation of what it'll be." Right. Yeah. They wouldn't now, tell us which version of it what? was, and it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can play <laughs> Skyrim anywhere you want in the right. world. It's crazy, and it's a
2: monster of a game. The yeah. triumph of this too is that Bethesda historically did not support Nintendo systems and haven't in a very long time. You know, almost if ever because it's just not something they've been uh, like. They were actively sort of denouncing the Wii U. They spoke out against yep. like it, making anything for that system um and sort of justifiably like they didn't really have a good story to tell there but the fact that you can take Skyrim anywhere I've already had like incredible experiences with it I it's just again I didn't think that I would enjoy playing this game again I thought I had seen everything I needed to see I thought I was done with it putting it on a portable changes that conversation you know is so blurry He's, he's real drunk on the beginning oh Barrett's Barrett's planet. So oh yeah. I see he yeah. got why. hit
1: on the head by the dragon yeah. stone. Yeah,
2: we also had um, Elane Noir. <laughs>
1: that same yeah. week. Right? Oh, that's right. Yes, L.A. Noir <laughs> came out as well, and that was from Rockstar, and equally visually impressive. And that was kind of that also was re released on yeah. PS4 and Xbox One as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, so. I would
4: ar- even argue that the the Switch is the definitive version of that yeah, remaster exactly. because it has functionality that's designed specifically that's stuff, for the Switch.
3: Right. Yeah. So these are all three really good games I think to pick up if you haven't played them f- to play over the Christmas break if Absolutely. you're done with Zelda and Zelda's DLC and you're done with Mario Odyssey take take a look at some of the big third party <laughs> games definitely yeah, want to support them
4: Six hundred more hours of game for Jesus, you, so. That's that's the thing. Like yeah. these games are so freaking huge. Yeah. Uh, speaking of <laughs> games that are freaking huge, let's we'll look at take a look at the next one. Oh on god, Pokemon Ultra Sun and well, Moon. I don't think that's that's the not, one not he where he I met. was going. No, but that's, yeah, that's not where we right. were going. Yeah. No. Well, it we, did we come did, out. It yeah. did come
1: out on three DS, and I do want to ask you guys: Do you think that this will be the last Pokemon released on three DS? Yes. Yeah.
4: Consider, considering know. that Pokémon company is developing a game for Switch, I feel like that's where this is you think where so? that franchise is But do you think moving. that
1: that Game on Switch will come out next year or do you think we'll just 2018 won't see a Pokemon game mm,
4: uh, no yeah. they'll have one they'll have
2: one yeah. Pokemon yeah,
1: company needs a big hit it seems
2: crazy to leave that money on the table it's yeah. also like the 3DS's audience is gigantic right. like we've all moved yeah. on you know but it's it's you, you can't forget about that there are right. tens of millions of 3DS's it, out there
3: th- I, maybe another re-release or a special edition of something I, I think they'll keep on going on the 3DS but the new mainline game I think will be on Switch so yeah, yeah right. they've been yeah.
4: doing they they put uh red blue and and yellow on 3 ds yep uh, in the eShop. and then they put the second gen Pokemon games too yep. uh, gold and silver so I, I mean i it wouldn't surprise me at all to see like uh black and white on well black and white is on 3 ds mm-hmm. yeah so th- like they could essentially just like keep porting the the older versions to the newer hardware yeah I'll do a but, special edition with new visuals sure.
3: Of uh, of one of the classics for sure, but and I think the big game he was talking about yes. was uh, starts with
1: an X. Yes, or so, Z if you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Oh, the last big Switch game to be released of this year. That came out on December 1st. I played a ton of it. I <laughs> got a chance to play it a little bit earlier. Uh, still am working on it. Have not finished it. Will hopefully finish it before the end of the year. But I know Zach was playing it a little bit. Are you gonna? Are you still planning on finishing it by, by, by the end of the year? I don't think I'll finish it by the end of the
4: year. No, but it's definitely a game that, like, to me Xenoblade is a game that I'll play like The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I loved The Witcher and I went Without back to months. it. Yeah, I went back to it periodically off and on for uh, the better part of a year before I finished you know, nice. and I feel like that's something that I'll do with Xenoblade. Like I'm I'm about five hours in. I'll pick it up after I finish the Zelda. I'll go back to it after I finish the Zelda DLC. Mm-hmm. Um it's something that I'll I'll stick with because I do I do like it a lot. It's just I know that it's an eighty plus hour game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's that that's my
3: issue is like they're just not enough hours in the week for all the eighty hour games that I have across right. all I, the different yeah. platforms. But I love I I would I think they did such a nice job with this world. I yeah. just really love seeing the creatures, and you know, like th- it's one of those games that keeps introducing game systems. Yes, yeah. you know, over. I mean, time. the battle system itself is just insane. Yeah. it's so much fun to and, play. And again, it's like it's one of those games where I'm like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I I wanted a game like this when I had more time, when there was a gap in the lineup. But I sure appreciate that Nintendo just. Has this cadence of releasing games like a big new game every every month? Mm-hmm. In some cases, you know, with Fire Emblem and Mario 2. Yeah, you know, two Nintendo franchise titles. Let's hope they keep it up through the new year. I agree. Yeah, what's uh, what's the big January game, right? Yeah, we'll see. Metroid we- Prime Four.
4: <laughs> January,
2: <laughs> low key secret announcement, sneaking well, under the- as, uh-huh.
1: as we finish up the year. Um, Nintendo actually recently announced that they sold sold through not not just shipped but sold through over 10 million switches it's insane, in the last nine months, which that's is incredible. That's so really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's, well done Nintendo.
3: It's on a, I mean, it's probably, it's going to be a pretty popular Christmas item too, yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It did well during the, um, you know, Black Friday, uh, that, that whole week it sold really well. It's in stock now. As I go into retailers, I see them now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, 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 you know, the scarcity is gone, which could be pretty damn good for Nintendo. I think they'll, yeah. by you know early next year, they'll probably surpass the entire run of Wii U system sales.
2: They also announced they sold through 1,000 Joy-Cons to Per Schneider, which is that is <laughs> not <laughs> The world, world, Guinness Book World. They right are, there are a lot of uh, Joy-Cons at the Schneider household. You have yeah. like, what, 40 now? No. I have every color. Each one counts as two, so you have, what, <laughs> 25, 26? Yeah, that's true. I don't know why I went with it. Uh, no. like, we, we have a
3: <laughs> Remember, we own four Switches because of the three kids. Mm-hmm. And so and there you a lot buy of, every Joy-Con. There are a lot of Joy-Cons. No, but we well, trade he owns, them. He, like, owns,
4: he owns every color Joy-Con mm-hmm. for all four Switches.
3: No. So no. that's a lot. So that's over 100 20 Joy-Con. times four. Yeah. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then the Joy-Con colors they don't have, we had to uh, manufacture and make ourselves. Like, yeah. the purple ones were rocking. Here, exactly. uh, I imagine they did pretty well on selling Joy-Con and Pro controllers. I have the Xenoblade Pro controller. It's a cool. You controller. guys have that one, yeah?
4: No, I mm-hmm. have the I have the yeah. basic like the standard Pro controller mm-hmm. that
1: I I really. Did love. you notice any improvements on the D-pad with the Xenoblade controller? No, because I didn't use the D-pad for Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. You know. well, as we finish things up here because we are quickly quickly running out of time, um, I just want to kind of get an idea for what are your biggest hopes and biggest wishes uh, from Nintendo in 2018? Like, what do you guys want to see out of Nintendo? And I'd love to know what uh, your hopes and wishes are from Nintendo out of 2018. So definitely leave us a comment and let us know what you guys think as well. Me personally, um, I want to see them flesh out the online service. I want to see um, improved voice chat. I want to see messaging. I really hope that Nintendo understands the importance of a good online service in 2000, or in, in 2018 in in modern gaming. Um, And I think they do. I think they see it now. And I think it's going to come... Uh, eventually or this this coming year in 2018 hopefully sooner than later um, but I want to know what you guys think what what would you like to see as well? a big one for me here comes a new challenge of Super Smash Brothers yep. gotta yeah. be the flagship
3: title for next year I could see them do like a simple re-release of past games or collection but how cool would it be if Nintendo's E3 focus was Smash Brothers And they're saying, hey, the game will be out by the end of the year. Because looking back at the age of Wii U and what we've already gotten with the Switch, We Now we've never had Splatoon characters in Smash Mm -hmm. Brothers, we've never had arms characters in Smash Brothers. Their new Fire Emblem characters, their new Mario characters introduced. Cappy, (laughs) yeah, like just the concept of Cappy in that game and maybe taking over another uh, character temporarily and like jumping off the platform with them. Like, yeah, so many awesome moments in this game.
4: Yeah,
2: um, Nintendo spent most of this year focusing on like their big guns. They had Mario, they had Zelda, they had Mario Kart. Um, now I want them to dig into like the weird parts of their portfolio. Uh Mm. I want WarioWare, I want Animal Crossing, I want Pikmin. Um those are like do you want F0? I'm I'm okay. okay. <laughs> How about if they re-release Star Fox? I'm okay. Probably. I'm Star Fox ever again. Really. I would be really happy to see <laughs> Sorry. Star Fox. No, I'm, Star <laughs> Fox is fine. I think. I think we're to be to be totally frank. We're we are chasing ghosts with that franchise. It's it's it will never be the N64 game again, and we keep pretending it will be. Sorry, I love you guys. Good luck. what if it was open <laughs> world?
3: You could fly anywhere in the world and land anywhere and explore. Now it was be, using we're the You're talking Zelda talking. Breath the sky, of the Wild engine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Be so cool. I'm in. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm I'm open to a Star Fox that sort of like re- reinvents the story there. And yeah, again, um, more online stuff, more weird indies, and I want to see more virtual console stuff. We're getting Super Mario Verse in a week. Do you guys know what that is?
3: Yeah, it's no one knows. What arcade that is. game. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: it's like a Japanese arcade game yeah. remix of the original Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it's part of the Neo Geo or ACA's series. Basically, uh, it'll be eight bucks. It's out in a week. It's the first. 2D Mario game yeah. on the system which is weird because people are going to go That's on that true. eShop and be like hey cool Mario and they'll be like why can he uh, walk underwater this is weird um, so yeah I like that game a lot I want to see more stuff like that more virtual console and yeah nice. lots of
4: games cool uh, arms yeah. too no <laughs> Brian, Brian hit it for me too I, I just want to know what's going on with the virtual console yeah, yeah. like I <laughs> as a lifelong Nintendo fan and the amount that I am enjoying my time with the switch I want to play Wind Waker on this. Mm -hmm. I want to play Mario 64 on this. I want to play Super Metroid on this. Like, I like, I've, I'm one of those repeat offenders that has bought Nintendo games multiple times yep. because they're available via Virtual Console, and the idea of putting them all on this machine and taking them with me all in one package like is very intriguing to me. So like I want to see what's up with Virtual so Console. You think Give whenever, me Metroid Prime on this bad boy. See, whenever I think Virtual Console, I think older, like
3: Super NES, maybe up to N64, right. Like if, I kind of feel like they look at GameCube and Wii U
4: and think, ding, 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 full re-release of right. like, Mario Sunshine Sure but I mean Galaxy. if they're if they're putting Twilight Princess and what was the other game on the Samsung tablets uh what was the other one uh, We just talked uh, about it last week.
3: Oh on the uh yeah yeah and not the uh, the Nvidia Punch-Out yeah, Shield. Yeah the Shield. It was Punch-Out
4: punch and, and
1: it was Punch-Out was, punch out, um, oh, was right. it Galaxy? Long,
4: maybe it was uh, I don't remember. Long story short. Yeah. Sorry, we, we forgot well. Anyway. We're old if they're talking about putting GameCube like all yeah. the way up to, to GameCube I don't necessarily like I'll, I'll pay f- full retail for Super Mario Odyssey Sunshine. or Super Mario yeah. Sunshine uh, yep. damn it Galaxy it. <laughs> <laughs> um Jeez, yeah. I had like a weird aphasia just then. Um What if you just kept saying the wrong but, name? Yeah, right. So <laughs> <You laughs> oh, Super collapse. Mario World. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my nose starts bleeding. Uh, <laughs> but if they want to take if they want to take backwards compatibility, if they want to put like all the way up through GameCube on virtual console, like if we can play Nintendo 64 and GameCube games on the Switch, like I'm I'm all up for that. I'm all right prime. Yeah. yeah. Uh exactly. Philip, can I do a real quick plug?
2: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, our friends over at Ubisoft are very conscious of what's been going on in California, which had been in fires. Uh, the NorCal fires specifically have caused a lot of damage and they put together a quick fundraiser called NorCal strong. They are selling these shirts and they are donating hundred percent of the proceeds to victims of the fire. So head on over to unite.assassinscreed.com, get a shirt or a hoodie and help a good cause. And the T-shirt. If you're just listening
3: to the show, it's it looks like the Assassin's Creed logo around the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, right. It's
2: and really it says
1: cool. Says I'm really into cool. it. That's awesome. Yeah, very very cool. All right, well, that's all the scoops we have for you today. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, no, no. Beyond, yeah, and beyond to you all and uh, keep it yeah. unlocked. Yeah, and keep it unlocked. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I did want to say uh, this year has been an incredible year for all of us, for a lot of us out there. Um, we got a new Nintendo. Console Console in the world. We got a new Nintendo editor at IGN. Um, lots of new Nintendo stuff happening. We got a new Nintendo Zelda game, new Nintendo new Mario Zelda game, yeah. new Fire Emblem Warriors. Exactly. Yes.
4: So many. New but let us and not new Metroid, the new Nintendo editor
1: at <laughs> IGN. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, yeah, I j- I'd paint's still wet, <laughs> <laughs> still drying out. there.
4: <laughs>
1: um, but uh, yeah, thank you, thank you all very much for for having me uh, this, you know, of the end of this year and. I'm very much uh, excited uh, for the new horizons of next year and what's to come. And I'm just really looking forward to having a great show from here on out. So, yeah. Thank you all very much. And we will catch you very soon. Take care. Get the thing.